0: A few years ago, I answered my cell phone one evening to hear a telemarketer ask, Can I please speak with a Mr. or Mrs. Rev McDonald? To which I responded, This is Rev. I have been called Reverend. I've been called Pastor. I've been called Padre. I've even been called the priest, but traditionally we Catholics do refer to Catholic priests, like myself, as father. Yet, Jesus says in today's gospel, call no one your father on earth, for you have one father in heaven. And when we combine this with the question that Malachi asks in our first reading, have we not all one father?, we are moved to consider, well, why do we call Catholic priests Father? Are we being anti scriptural? Are we being disobedient to the Lord? Names are important. Where I come from, Glengarry County, which used to be the Diocese of Alexandria, Cornwall, now part of the Archdiocese of Ottawa, Cornwall, there is like an unwritten rule of thumb. When you are addressing a younger priest, or speaking about a younger priest, we say Father Allen, for instance. But yet, when we talk about or speak to an older priest, we refer to him as Father MacDonald. Not Old MacDonald, as in you-know-who-had-a-farm, but Father MacDonald. And... I am soon to celebrate 30 years of priesthood, one day at a time, and I have already noticed that I have crossed the Rubicon, (laughs) I have crossed this, this line, I don't know when it starts or when it finishes, but there's this line that I have crossed, and more and more people are referring to me or calling me Father McDonald, so I guess I've arrived at some kind of stage of elderly statesmanship or wisdom, although being a very early stage of wisdom, nonetheless, but Father Bob Bedard, the founder of the Companions of the Cross, he was very big on names, which is why when I do meet you under various circumstances, I will often ask you, well, what is your name? And he would encourage us to get into the habit of writing down every day in our journals or our diaries, the names of individuals that we have met that day, and periodically review the list so we can call people by their name when we meet with them. A friend of mine was recently sharing how he has been going to his particular church every Sunday for many years, and every Sunday for many years the same guy sits in front of him. But yet, This guy, my friend, does not even know the name of this person, this guy who's been sitting in front of him for years. And I say, well, why don't you just one day just tap him on the shoulder and say, hey, you know what? My name is Bob, and what's your name? Just start some kind of relationship. Maybe his name is Frank. So now Bob and Frank are friends. St. Isidore's Parish, which is in the west end of the city of Ottawa here, has a pastoral program by which when someone enters onto the church property, so they walk the church, drive the church, take the bus to church, from the time they enter onto the church property to the time that they sit in their pew, they will have been spoken to by somebody three times. Hi, how are you? Hey, good morning. Great to see you. Hey, my name is Bob. What's your name? Or, you know, pff, hey, what, what if some kind of encounter, some kind of a connection, because people need to know and deserve to know that they are valuable, important, necessary, and welcome. So names are important. Are we to take this passage from the gospel of today today? literally? The simple answer is no. Jesus is using hyperbole, which is to make an exaggeration, to make a point. Because if we take this passage literally, well, what about the other passage in Matthew's Gospel that we can think of right away? If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out where would that leave us i mean i wouldn't have any hands left i wouldn't be able to to see looking into the camera preaching this little sipping on the sabbath episode so we don't take that passage literally because if we do interpret this passage do not call anyone on earth your father if you have one father in heaven if we take this as a prohibition it contradicts other passages where the word father is used Here are a number of them. Deuteronomy chapter 5, God directs us to honor our father and our mother and all will go well with us. Matthew chapter 19, Jesus says a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. Luke chapter 16, Jesus calls Abraham our father in faith. John chapter 6, Jesus says your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul writes, I became your father in Christ. Philippians chapter 2, Paul calls Timothy's service to him as a son serves his father. 1 Peter chapter 5, Peter refers to himself as father by calling Mark his son. 1 John chapter 2, John calls the elders of the church fathers. If we were to take this passage literally, then what about calling people doctor, i.e. medical doctors, professors, scientists, doctors from the Latin for teacher? And did Jesus not say you have only one teacher? What about Mr. or Mrs.? They come from the root word for master. Did Jesus not say, you are to have no master apart from me, the Lord Jesus himself? Would Jesus deny a little boy, a little girl, the blessing of being able to share with others the love that they have for their own father? Well, no. So common sense is telling us that Jesus is not forbidding this. So, what did Jesus mean? What Jesus meant in using hyperbole was to show the scribes and the Pharisees just how sinful and prideful they had become. They were setting themselves up over the Lord. Over God the Father as the source of authority, teaching, and power, and were demanding the rights and the privileges which are His and His alone. They were demanding them for themselves the honor, the privilege, the esteem, the worship, etc. God, our Heavenly Father, He is our protector, He is our provider, He is our Instructor, And I, as a Catholic priest, am called to a spiritual fatherhood that mirrors his fatherhood. So Jesus is essentially warning us against turning a man into a guru or forming a cult of personality around him to attribute to one man the undue role of being the father, the master, and the teacher. That is a role reserved exclusively to God, our Heavenly Father himself. So when we call Catholic priests father, we are being reminded that they are called to a spiritual fatherhood that mirrors the authentic fatherhood of God, our Heavenly Father. And if that is not the case, then we are giving worship in the wrong way. We're not called to worship humans. We're called to worship the Lord who shares his life, his mercy, his love, his power, his peace with us. So why do we rightly call Catholic priests father? Because it denotes service, not authority, not power not control. Those are attributes that belong to God, the Father himself. False fatherhood is really what Jesus is condemning here today in the gospel, who, Jesus says, do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens on others. They do all their deeds to be seen by others. They love places of honor, they want to be greeted with respect in the marketplace. Or as the older translation of the Sunday scriptures we used to use here in Canada said, they love being greeted obsequiously in the market square. We're not to be greeted obsequiously. So the Lord is condemning false fatherhood. And we are not to call anyone father who lives out fatherhood in this Way. That is not authentic spiritual fatherhood. So when you call me father, I am humbled, especially if you're older than I am. And now that I'm getting a bit older myself, there are fewer and fewer people who are older than me, (laughs) but they're still. (laughs) Anyway, the the thing is, when you call me Father, I am humbled by that, by the confidence that you have in me, and it reminds me to live up to the words of St. Paul that we have in our first reading today from 1 Thessalonians. Be gentle among others who deeply care for you. Share yourself with others because they are dear to you. That's paraphrasing the words of Paul in the second reading we have here today. I love being a priest, and I'm humbled by the fact that the Lord has called me to this vocation, as unworthy as I am, and you welcome me into your homes and into your lives both on happy occasions and on sad occasions because i am a priest because i am a priest i could enter into situations that others cannot themselves enter into whether it be at a hospital bed whether it be at a funeral home whether it be at a parish church whether it be a school etc This little 10-cent piece of plastic that ties up the top of my Roman clerical shirt really is a kind of like a badge or a kind of like a pass to enter into, pastorally speaking, situations. People welcome me into these situations even though I may be a stranger to them. They know the priest is here or the padre is here. The pastor is here, Rev. Rev is here. Thanks be to God. And as my first pastor said to me when I was ordained, now almost 30 years ago, Alan, most people will not remember anything that you said, but they will remember that you were there. They will remember the priest came to the hospital. The priest came to my home. The priest came. Etc. was there. And that's the important thing. Spiritual fatherhood lived out in the midst of his people. So go ahead, go ahead, call me father. I'm not elevated or somehow puffed up by that. God himself is not threatened by that. But calling me father helps me. It helps me to remember the proper attitude that I am to have. Again, what did Jesus say in the gospel? The greatest among you must be your servant, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. I did not become a priest to take on a title, but instead to respond to the Lord's call to live a life of service as a spiritual father. And again, going into my 30th year of priesthood, As a spiritual father, I have more children than a hundred men themselves could have individually or collectively. I'm called to be a spiritual father, not a spiritual bachelor. Our scriptures that we have here today are more a warning for me to live the vocation to which I've been called in a proper way than they are for you. So we need to pray. Please pray for me, that I be a good spiritual father uh, to all whom I am called to serve. Pray for priests who are struggling in their vocation priests who are struggling in their understanding of what it means to be a spiritual father maybe they've fallen into the trap of being a spiritual bachelor instead that the lord would very gently encourage them challenge them point them back in the right direction if they have strayed off the course and pray that god's name continue to be honored, especially in places where his name needs to be proclaimed and pronounced, and there is power in the name of of God, that we all have an ever-deepening experience of our Heavenly Father's providence, his care, and his protection. So, let's make that our prayer now. We come before the Lord just as we are. Take a moment just to calm our hearts and our minds. Have a little bit more coffee. (laughs) To solidify, strengthen us. So, I invite you to place your hand on your heart. And as I pray this prayer, you can just see you, see us together, you know, before uh, the Lord communicating these words uh, to him, allowing his love to wash over us. So come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, enkindle in us, enkindle in me, the fire of your love. We thank you, Lord, for all of the spiritual fathers that we have encountered and have in our life today. Our spiritual fathers, priests who baptized us, priests who gave us First Holy Communion, priests who hear our confessions, priests who married us, priests who have administered to us all the sacraments, priests who celebrate Mass for us and feed us every Sunday with the Word and your own body and blood, Jesus. Help us, Lord, help us to know the Father and his love, his care, his protection for us, for me, personally. May our spiritual fathers help us, help us to grow, help us to grow in humility, help us to grow in docility to the Holy Spirit. Spirit. I pray, Lord Jesus, as the spiritual father of this online family of the Sipping on the Sabbath podcast, that all the subscribers, those who are listening, those who are watching right now, that you would speak gently to their heart, especially anyone who is carrying a heavy burden, spiritual, physical, emotional, financial, family burden, whatever it might be, Lord that you would remind each of us, Lord, that you are with us at all times, and by your grace, by your continued care and protection, it's going to be okay. Pray also, Lord, for anyone listening or watching who has been away from you in confession for a long time, that you would break through any barriers of, of shame, embarrassment, Speak gently again to their hearts, call them back to yourself, that they have an opportunity to experience your spiritual fatherhood through the ministry of your priest, Jesus, that they know your forgiveness and the healing power of your grace. Mother Mary and St. Joseph, our own patron saints, guardian angels, please pray for us. Amen. Okay, my dear friends, there we go. God bless you there. Thank you very much for your continued support, prayerful support, financial support that makes this ministry possible. Remember, when we are powerless, that is when we are strong. And victory is indeed gained through surrender. Stay caffeinated. And may Almighty God bless you now, the Father and the Son, And the Holy Spirit. Amen. God love you.